0: Hello, my sexy lady. Except that you're a man.
1: Yeah, I like it when you sing that song to me. Do you? No, not really. (laughs) Not at all.
0: The Guild Trip is back, baby.
1: Uh, March 2020.
0: Oh, my God. It only took a couple of months.
1: How often are you meant to be doing them? Every three weeks. weeks. (laughs) And they've turned it to every three months.
0: no. We'll pick the pace up now. We've just had a lot on.
1: Oh, haven't we had oh, a fair bit on?
0: my Lord. To ha- fill you in, if you didn't know already, we've been through a lot yeah. since Christmas. <laughs> it's been mad. Like, we couldn't have thrown enough big things in our lives all at the same time, within yeah. the same couple of weeks as we have recently.
1: It's been actually one of the most demanding times in my life, I think. You reckon? I think so. It's emotional. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Mm. Um, we're still together, which is great.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. We got through it. Um, Well, just to let you know, <laughs> we won't keep you in suspense.
1: <laughs> oh, let's talk about how bad things were. No. Uh, not tell anyone.
0: Well, this episode, we're going to actually talk about um, the bushfires in Australia, um, not because it's the latest topic on trend at the moment, or, well, not anymore, sorry, coronavirus has taken over, but because Kai's sister actually lost her house um, on Kangaroo Island. It was burnt to the ground, as was part of her wildlife sanctuary, so... We're just going to talk about it, that. This not a good time.
1: No, it was for a lot very, of people, very very sad, very sad for a lot of South Australians. Not only just Kangaroo Island, but also South Australia, New South Wales, and Victoria. Victoria,
0: yeah. <laughs> Australia was burning for a, a while there, and thank God it's it's all done. But you know, it's not because this is when all the crazy stuff happens. But we'll talk about that in a minute.
1: Yeah. What else? What yeah. else, Tamara? What else has happened in our life?
0: You, you don't know. I
1: do. Well, I'm just prompting you to tell.
0: To tell the people. We've been building a house. <laughs> Could oh, you just throw that in the mix? <laughs> out of 10,
1: 10 being boring. really fun oh, yep. and one being not fun at all, mm-hmm. I'd give the whole process so far, we've got... Um, on the
0: fun uh, scale? This is uh, a fun scale?
1: On the fun, less, uh, okay, fun scale. Yeah, okay, definitely <laughs> a two on the fun, on the fun scale. <laughs> and one point for lots of funny things that had happened in amongst the um, build. Uh, on the stressful level, 10 being the most stressful and the most annoying. 10.
0: Yeah, with the fires, we didn't even think about a house that was being built. We just like, that was on the back burner, oh, believe
1: it or not. Totally.
0: And it emits that also writing my musical.
1: Your musical, yeah, was, massive.
0: Um, Yeah, so we are halfway through our season at The Fringe, but and the it, whole time was just built up with rehearsing like a lot.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I, I remember going back the last six months. It's. Kai, see you later. I'm going after rehearsals.
0: Yeah, well, it's nice. Get used to it.
1: What do you mean? Are going to do more? It's going to
0: be my life. No, but that's been full on. Very in- intensive, putting on a production with six people in a cast and a band and a venue and a, uh, and a this and a that and a, yeah, hey, full mind, on. Hey, so, yeah,
1: hey, mind you, just uh, let you know, Tamara, I mm. am actually very proud of you. You've done a bang up job. You've written all the musical or you've written all the music. Yeah. And you've written all the jokes.
0: Yep, don't compare. You, By the way, the jokes in the podcast, all the humour in this podcast, and also those jingles that we wrote to the calibre of the the musical that I What do you mean?
1: What do you mean? I think it's um, one of the same. I think it's amazing.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's
1: what a good husband's meant to do, is Mm -hmm. think everything the wife does is amazing. Is that right? I don't know. But you've done a great job. So for those who don't know what you've done, you've done a from ground up musical production with all the music you've written, all the... Like you've had it? What is it composed or is it? What do you like? Arranged? You've had the whole all the music arranged, yeah. And you've put it putting it on now. It's called the Hipster, and it's at the Adelaide Fringe. There's three shows left.
0: Yeah, but by the time this comes out, they would have finished.
1: Really? Yeah, most likely. Put it up tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, right. Come on, put it up tomorrow
0: or Saturday. Hey, look, if you're listening and the Fringe is still on, then you have a chance. If it's over. You haven't seen it.
1: And guess what? What? You've still got a chance to see it at some stage. On Broadway. Yeah. The hipster. (laughs) The musical for people who don't like musical. Yeah,
0: I'm going to change that though. I think that's misleading. Okay. Don't say that.
1: No worries. Okay. That's what you call it. And what else we got? We got um, I'm taking people to court. Oh my God. (laughs) I think you should be airing that. Doesn't matter. Are you meant to? Oh, whatever.
0: Okay. Not you're not at fault, fault at all. Not, not, at, not that I'm not, not into all. it, but it's it's actually a ridiculous thing. Like
1: it is. Maybe we will leave that once the court case is over yeah. for another podcast all on its own. Oh, my
0: Lord, anyway, there's way too many things for twenty twenty. And now with the coronavirus, this is just it's getting a little bit out of hand. Like, okay, so I had this thought today. I was speaking to my sister who is six months pregnant. So, you know, that's quite worrying when a new virus comes out and people, Italy's shutting down, countries are shutting down and isolating themselves. And anyway, so, you know, we were talking about it and I just had this image of everyone being isolated for a month or six weeks in our own homes. You know, there's no air travel, nothing, and me and mum jumping in the car to have to go and home birth my sister in wow. Melbourne.
1: <laughs> you thought about that? or you?
0: I you... thought, what if we had to like, right, we're getting in the car, going on this like you know, adventure through virus town and it's dangerous and just to get to our sister who's in labour and going to give birth at home because no one can leave their houses. Can I come? Is that all you're worried about? <laughs> 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 you can who's going to look after the kids?
1: I will look after the kids. And do you know what I'd like to do? I'd actually like to catch the baby.
0: Oh, if, when it squirts out. I don't think it works yeah. like
1: that. And then I could... No, I don't know. Let's not go quite to that side of things. No,
0: but only be, I, we say this. We do have kids, Kai. Um, the only reason Kai doesn't know this is because I had cesareans, so that I, you know, they come out through the sunroof, not through the uh, the vaginal Cavative. area. Well, it's called the vagina. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> for
1: what those what it of you, nine is. Billion, <laughs> Vaginal area. Nine billion people in the world. And let's face it, that's what it is.
0: Oh, so anyway, that's the baby situation with the coronavirus. I don't know why I was thinking about that. But there's lots of big things going on this year. Maybe it's something in the universe.
1: Do you know? I think things things happen and then you realize how good your life actually is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know for New Year's, we've gone, let's make 2020 an amazing year. Yeah. And now we're here in March. And it's, like, been pretty shit, really.
0: There's been some amazing things out of that, though, wouldn't you say?
1: Absolutely. Mm. And we'll probably delve into that a bit later.
0: Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Are
1: you talking about people helping and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I say dot, 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 you're like, yeah, what do you mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. What do you mean? Oh, hang on. Let's find out. Hey, I've got something really amazing to tell you. What? Dot dot dot.
0: We find the defendant. Fault? We find the defendant. Fault? Oh, that wasn't my fault, was it? Fine. I'm sorry. So sorry. Fine fault? Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Guilty. The guilt trip.
0: So, bushfires
1: are not very nice.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll state the obvious. No, it's Kai. Maybe you should set up the story, actually, of what happened to your sister um, and her family on Kangaroo Island (sighs) during over the New Year's period.
1: Yeah, so... It was
0: the backdrop of the whole thing.
1: Right, I'll give you a quick overall rundown. So we've had fires in South Australia. We've had fires in New South Wales, Victoria. Over Christmas time... We actually went to Kangaroo Island to celebrate cr- Christmas with my sister and her family, and they put on every time we go there. They put on an amazing show, don't they? Mm. Like good fun. It's party party time. My sister goes out and buys a present for everyone and puts on like amazing food. Although, like it's probably served at twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> we, for example, had a water fight at Christmas time, didn't we? Mm. With water pistols and water balloons in the house.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: have a, and a like. Paul has built his house from ground up since he was 21 or 19 years old or something. And, like, the house is still not finished. It's about 700 square metres, and we had, like, a water fight through the whole thing. Awesome. Was good fun. So really good memories. And now, do you know what? What? This year, that whole house burnt to the ground. All those memories, gone. On the 3rd of January, 12 o'clock at night, their house burnt in the bushfire Mm. on Kangaroo Island. And I was talking to my sister on text messages and she basically, I said, just let me know if you're all right. And she basically said, I don't think we are. We're getting out now. And they had basically jam-packed at 10 o'clock at night, jam-packed their ute with all their animals that they had Mm. or what they could fit in and their kids into their ute, drove away in a convoy of about 20 cars of all these people that lived in the area only to find out in the morning that their house had burnt down. Mm. And she sent me a message in the morning to let me know that, that, that their house had burnt down. And I actually broke down mm. crying. And It was she, pretty
0: surreal, wasn't it? It didn't seem real.
1: It was pretty full on. It was pretty full on. It's It always happens to someone else's family. Yeah. And this time it happened to our family and um, it made me – Realise it gave me a reality check of what can happen.
0: Any time, yeah. Look, at the
1: end of the day, they're okay, Mm. but the amount of rubbish that they've got to go through from now on and the things that they've lost and the things that they've um, had in that house and the memories and, you know, as well as I do, they run a wildlife park. Um, 80% of that burnt down and probably they lost 30% of their animals as well and all of the animals were hand-raised. Surprisingly, 60 to 70% survived, 30% yeah. perished, and probably about 5% they had to put down. They had to shoot a couple of horses and put down other animals, which is quite devastating.
0: Yeah. And to go back, the reason that they had to leave so quickly is because that fire went, like the temperature dropped something like 42 degrees Celsius. It was for like a week, really hot with fires burning and then it dropped like literally twelve degrees, didn't it? It just went the winds, massive winds, and it went from really hot to quite cool within like an hour or so. This cool change came, and that's when the winds changed, and they the fires literally just changed direction and headed towards their house.
1: It was like a perfect it was like a perfect storm mm. that um, everything coincided. The winds were in the wrong direction. The heat was in the wrong direction. The fire was in the wrong place, and all that sort of stuff. And um, it got their house. And Mm. it got not only their house, it got so many houses that were unprepared Mm. and wiped out so many unexpected people.
0: Yeah, that's right. So they're lucky that they got out when they did literally by the skin of their teeth.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. And and my brother-in-law, Paul, he went back to the farm in the morning past all the sort of smouldering piles of timber and dead sheep and you know, roads that were closed by the CFS and all that sort of stuff. And all he had on him was his Crocs because he left that night with Crocs.
0: And didn't they melt or something?
1: Can I just clarify? He had more than just Crocs on. He also, <laughs> he also, he also actually had oh, like a imagine him With his
0: hairy back and with his just nude, with his really hanging out. Esca-
1: escaping from the fire, driving away in the nude going, oh, my God, I wish I had pants on.
0: Yeah. I kind of wouldn't mind just having shoes on and no other clothes and having to run away. I know it sounds so weird, but it would be kind of liberating. You'd feel very back to human nature, you know.
1: I love walking around nude. With it's, just shoes on. It's getting, it's getting a little bit wrong, though. The kids are getting a bit older. Right. Oh my, yeah. yeah, and just walking around in the nud. Yeah, is it's almost like it's it's almost like one of those things where you go, oh, this is getting a bit wrong. It's
0: not wrong. They're like four and three or what? What? No, Skyler's five. Sorry, but they're not teenagers for crying out loud.
1: No, that's right. So is it okay to walk in front of your kids? Yes, kids, if they're teenagers, nude.
0: You know what? It depends on how you, what your household's like and. Wh- and I say this because in Europe, when I was living in Denmark for a few years, the family were adults and they would walk around with tops off like it wasn't a thing in front of their parents. Like the I mom, remember my the boyfriend's sister who would have been 30 hmm? was like getting her dad to rub sun cream on her back and she had no top on whatsoever and she's chatting away and they're all chatting. It was not a thing. It wasn't even a – and I'm there <laughs> watching on with my eyes just – like but it was very it's that kind of culture where they're used to nudity is not such a big frickin' thing. Mm. You know? Yeah. So
1: did the sun Did the, the, the son did the um, dad rub sunscreen into the her boobs?
0: Oh my god, Kyra is sick, I know. Just out of curiosity, it was just the back. she was like, "Can you put?" No, he did not rub the boobs. come on! But in saying that, though, it's not like my boyfriend walked around with his undies off either. <laughs> he didn't go. Good morning, mum, and he's got his bits was out. Was he living at home when you? No, saw for Christmas when we were <laughs> visited Wait, for
1: Christmas. Maybe that's what we will do right this year for Christmas. We're going to have like just a shoes on party. Everyone that comes just has to wear thongs or... Shoes props.
0: on and people get confused and they'll be like, what? And they'll come through the door. They're like, what's with this shoes on party? And you'll be like, take your clothes off and we'll tell you why. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe I can do that for my 40th. Just shoes on. Just shoes on party. Yeah. I'm so cryptic. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. I think there's an ugly lot of people, I don't care how fit you are, if you're wearing just shoes and nothing else. Shoes and socks. Terrible.
1: Shoes and socks.
0: It's terrible. It's like when I catch myself doing something, like you were talking about us running around nude, I only do it when I've literally had a shower and the kids are like, Mom, you know, like find my doll or make my lunch or something and then I'll catch myself in the mirror doing something like, I don't know, like bending over and cleaning out the doll's house. That is not a pretty look in the mirror. It's like a modern It's
1: because you're looking nude. between your legs. It's like you're looking into the mirror. What are you between... saying? No. Like, like upside down. No, it's sideways.
0: Oh. This is not the point. The point is there are some positions that are not sexy when you're nude. Okay. Doesn't so matter who you are.
1: Okay, so we're going to have a party, a Christmas party with shoes on, socks on, no random awkward positions. Please.
0: What you just have to stand there looking? in guts. It's going guts to be in. a very sucky, suck
1: guts in. It's like the other day when we were standing in front of the mirror, and you've gone, oh, yes. let's let's be the let's be the fat couple, and we both stick our tummy out. Yeah. And then you go, let's be the fat hot. Uh, sorry, you go. Let's be, the, let's, let's be the fat, the fit couple, and you pull your stomach in. Things. And okay. I've looked at my guts, and I've gone, oh, oh dear, I can't even <laughs> pull that thing in anymore.
0: <laughs> Oh my God, things uh, you too. Anyway.
1: I, uh, we've got a cat too, by the way. Oh
0: my God, this cat. <laughs> Cute cat. I'm going to take a photo of this cat, that's it's freaking annoying. I think normally, like I'm a cat person. I love cats actually, but we're not really, again, Kai, why did we get the cat? This is the worst time in our lives to have got a pet.
1: I needed a cat to satisfy the children's needs.
0: Yeah, okay, because you'd made that mistake of promising the cat if they went to bed in their own, their own bed for two weeks. <laughs> I know
1: how know, how good a, how good a um, bribe That's was that? It's terrible
0: because you've got to follow through if it happens. Kids I did know follow, these things. I did
1: follow through. Well, exactly, It's so like got this times. freaking
0: cat that shat under our bed quite a few t- Three times. I cleaned <laughs> one up today. I don't know why. It's toilet trained. For some reason it feels cosy shitting in places that it shouldn't. Okay, and there's nothing worse than cat shit.
1: We'll get back to the bushfires in a okay. minute, but the cat. Actually, last night, I tell you what it did last night. Bloody thing! I went. I went to bed last night, going, ah, oh, this cat. And yep. gone, something stinks. Something really stinks here. I reckon the cat's done a poo somewhere. And you've gone, no, nah, it's probably like your fart or something. That you've done. <laughs> I've I gone. Yeah. Well, I've had a real bad g- gut ache or gut. Problem in the last two weeks And I have been farting up a storm
0: Oh my god, that was so bad (laughs) It was really not
1: good I've actually been farting more than I've been talking So exhaling more out of the bum than the mouth But anyway anyway, So I've gone, no, 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 something really stinks here So I went to sleep Wake up in the morning gone, man, that smell is really bad Had a look under the bed And I couldn't see anything And then I turned the light, you know Turned my phone torch on And there was two massive cat turds on one of our travel bags. Disgusting! Oh, guess what I did? Chucked the travel bag away with two turds.
0: Yeah, I hated that travel bag. Anyway, I'm glad that's gone. That was annoying me. I didn't even check if there was anything
1: important in there. Didn't
0: you? Should have.
1: No. Oh, you can. It's still in the bin. Pull it out of the bin.
0: Oh, sick.
1: I know. Tell me about it.
0: Oh, my God. That's like that time in the other house. Help your
1: hands don't get poo on it. Help your hands don't get poo on it while you check the bag.
0: But it's like that time we had the mice behind the bed head.
1: (laughs) That was, I don't know what's more disgusting.
0: Okay. We had mice, like a family, and we could hear them in the roof, like squeaking. Yeah, it was foul. And so we laid a trap. (laughs) And they, we we figured out that they had a bit of a a run, which would be behind the bed, right in the skirting board. You hear them t- 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 behind your, your head, which were like, ugh. So put the trap there, then snap, one night we hear the, the mouse get caught. And we I think we both were like, We'll deal with it in the morning. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be fucked. Getting out the Then we hear we start hearing oh, oh, oh. Chomping, another mouse has come to eat the peanut butter out of the mouth of the dead <laughs> mouse. <laughs> and we, in the morning, we're like, again, we don't bother looking. We're just like, what's that <laughs> sound? Did you hear that? And then the next morning, see the sick, half eaten mouse in a mouse trap.
1: Yeah, that's wrong, isn't it? Oh,
0: and then the next night, the cycle continues.
1: Uh, it happened twice <laughs> it happened in a row.
0: Twice. Like, then we got rid of that mouse, then caught that, the cannibal mouse. Then another mouse ate that mouse. So again, in the middle of the night,
1: <laughs> that a good feed. That a good feed oh, before they. Um, it was
0: there. That died, was wrong. So wrong.
1: Oh, I'm so glad we knocked the house down.
0: Are you? N- no, because yeah. it would have
1: no mice in it now, right?
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Oh look, I'm still crying. I love the house.
0: Yeah. Well, it was. It has memories, right? It's like going back to your sister, right? Like oh, let's talk bushfire and losing, losing,
1: losing all your memories.
0: Well, you don't lose your memories. You you have your memories, but I don't no. know what you mean. You have things that remind you all the time of things that have happened in your life, which is a house and things like that. So, yeah. But they ended up staying, didn't they, with like oh, a few different places, I think. And then they had to be evacuated a couple of times from different places they were staying on parts of the island that hadn't been affected by the fires. But it was pretty scary.
1: Oh, look, they evacuated too. So. Going back to my sister This is what we're doing Going back to the bushfire scenario Um, They had to escape or evacuate And they ended up going to a friend of their house And they ended up sleeping Four of them sleeping on their lounge room floor For a week And then the fire was so bad It was still lingering around And they had to get evacuated out of that house And then they left And packed all their stuff into another car All the stuff that they had and it went stayed at another friend's house, and the friend was actually so jack of everyone coming because there's so many people in the only safe house in in Kangaroo Island that he actually ended up leaving to stay at someone else's house because he didn't want the whole f- friends and family there.
0: Oh my goodness,
1: yeah, there's a like lot of people tenting out in the front yard backyard. It's
0: full on f- crazy it's po- apocalyptic because when we went back as well just to we went for a night quite early on um, to see how they were going and it looks, oh, it looks apocalyptic, doesn't it? It's horrible. Desolate ash, the ground's all spongy from the ash and
1: normally, Normally when you drive through Kangaroo Island, like you would drive mm, along and you'd see nothing but scrubbery, shrubbery. Scrubbery. Scrubbery. Yeah, really thick, dense bush, isn't it? And the roads are carved through that. Bushland and lots of national parks there and everything like that. So then you're used to like just driving along and not seeing anything except for that. And now you drive along and there's tiny little sticks, and you can see through them as far as the eye can see, and it's all black and grey, and it's a very different feel. And and you can see past all those sticks and you see houses that were there, but are like just a crumpled shed, tin roof type scenario, and. You know, I think 80 people, 80 um, homes were lost on on Kangaroo Island in total. So there's a a lot of people and it's only got a population of 3,000 people. So I don't know what that works out to be, but it's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, there are. There's quite a few people that don't have anywhere to go. And what's – what's that sound? Rain. It's raining. (gasps) Hallelujah. Wow. We need a bit of Rain. Ah. Speaking of droughts and hot weather
1: Just thinking what tools I've got in the back of
0: the car Oh, just thinking of what clothes I've got on the line Just thinking about
1: if I could go outside and catch a raindrop on my tongue <laughs> And open my eyes and whether or not I can get my eyes or my tongue first Okay Yeah, weird That's weird Yeah That's all right. Wolfie and I were playing that game today
0: Oh, are you?
1: Wolfie's our son, yeah. three years old so anyway, um, going back to the fires, let's talk through what our family's actually going through over
0: there. So pretty much it's hard when you're not near your family, when something is happening in their lives, when you're far away. I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that. Um, it's hard to do anything to help apart from ring them and ask them if they're okay. But when you can't physically be there, um, there's not much else you can do. However, Kai had a great idea to raise money, so we literally sprung into action, and our dining room table became like a 1984 um, telethon table where we were just ringing people and getting this GoFundMe page up and going um, to raise money for them, and the, and the animals basically, so that they could be looked after. And uh, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Oh, it was! It was
1: full on, very say okay pardon the term here, but it was very hot at the time. Everyone everyone that we knew wanted to help, didn't they? And Mm. it doesn't matter what it was financially or whether physically or whatever else, but what people forgot is or didn't realise is they want to go over to help and Build things and physically get involved. Like literally a
0: week after the house is. But been there's down. nothing.
1: There's nothing that you can actually do no. because there's no materials over there. There's no tools over there. Everything's lost. So you'd basically roll up over there with labour if you like, and yeah. not be able to do anything.
0: Much like what the army did when they were there. They yeah. couldn't do too much. That were over there, but there wasn't a lot for them to do, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm. So, the best thing that we found, or the best help that we could do, is actually help by trying to raise as much money as we could. So, if you're actually listening, and if you actually want to donate, um, this is not an advertising call, but there is a um, donation page on the website that's under GoFundMe, and if you type in Paul's place, you'll see the first first little icon with a girl who's my niece. She's holding a koala. So if you've ever been to Kangaroo Island and you've been to Paul's place, you'd know the place. Look, we did really well raising that money, but we actually had a very interesting turn of events as well where I was inundated with donations of clothes as well and and essentials, you know, like yeah. toothbrushes. There was so many toothbrushes clothes, and toothpaste and yeah. clothes and stuff like that they were given. And it actually made me realise that when you're actually giving that sort of stuff, you've got to make sure you've got to go through your stuff before you just get a pile yeah. of clothes, mm-hmm. right? And you go, "I haven't worn that in ages." Um, just chuck it out. And we end up doing some of the sifting through some of these donations, didn't we, Tamara? Uh, yeah. And we found some very, very interesting well, things like
0: people didn't. I mean, it was a bit like, "Come on, like, just giving giving us your rubbish." They literally like the pillowcases. Like as in like cushion cases without anything in them, old cushion cases, right? Like what?
1: Yeah, and 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 g strings, g
0: strings. Like Santa, there was a Santa Claus, sexy Santa Claus outfit, g string and um, bra ensemble. And this was specifically a call out for clothing for sixteen year olds. Oh no, she wasn't even sixteen; she's fifteen. Yeah, and an eight year old. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, slightly inappropriate.
1: But it gave me a bit of a learning curve that you know, look for th- things that you can give if in times of crisis. And my sister actually yeah. said the best thing that was given to her in the whole donation thing was an iPhone charger because she took yeah. her iPhone but she didn't have an iPhone charger.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. But if, you,
1: but if she had asked for one, she would have been given a 100, 100 of them. That's right, yeah. So that's, that's the funny thing. So anyway, long story short, I ended up asking people, on Gumtree, whether or not they could actually donate some racking, as in some shelving, Farming so we could and start start actually putting um, some shelving over on Kangaroo Island at my sister's place. So she's got she's fortunate enough that her shed didn't burn down, just so we could actually erect these.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <shelving>. <laughs> so we could actually put up the shelving. And start storing away and stacking away some of the donations that were given. So I've actually put this on Gumtree and the response I got was basically crickets until one Friday night after I'd actually spent like $3,000, $4,000 at Bunnings for some shelving of this guy that said, ''Hey, look, I've got some shelving. Why don't you come down?'' and have a look and it turned out it was like a whole factory of like an old pharmaceutical place
0: massive and like rows and rows and rows and rows like industrial factory
1: you're talking about square meters of factory all decked out with shelving and cool rooms and conveyor belts and all that sort of stuff and the guy goes hey mate you can have all of it if you want if it's going to a charity and i said all right let's have a crack at it let's have a stab and so and so
0: began the uh, solo time of Tamara looking after kids for a month while Kai um, disassembled a warehouse full of racking.
1: It was my second home, or probably my <laughs> first. It was probably my first home.
0: So much. Oh, it'll only take one weekend.
1: No, nah, it took a lot longer. <laughs> but thank you if you're listening and you helped. It was amazing. You did a great job. Yeah, and a lot and of good
0: friends came along and helped with that a big, massive working bee.
1: Absolutely. We should have had a few more, but um, we did a great job. You had
0: so many people. What do you mean you should have had a few more? No, we should have had a few more Pretty much every one of your good – Oh.
1: Yeah, should should have had a few more working bees. Yeah, but you can only do so much. Even then, we could have maximized on the profits and all that sort of stuff. But we did really well. You did well
0: out of it. Come on.
1: Okay. Anyway, so thank you to everyone there. And we did raise some money. And we did end up taking some shelving and some racking over to Kangaroo Island and – um, helped out over there, so that was good.
0: And it all did he- help with the medical bills that Kai needed after his uh, little uh, nervous breakdown that he had. After that.
1: <laughs> what do you mean, had? I'm still having that right now.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so intense. Come on.
1: All right, okay. So, did we mention that we had a GoFundMe page? Let's um,
0: GoFundMe.com.au.
1: It's not .com.au at all.
0: GoFundMe.com.
1: Dot, and search for Paul's Place. Let's let's just tell everyone what. The scenario is Currently. Of the, the current situation of a bush, they're called bushfire victims, which yeah. is a pretty, pretty um, strong term, right? You're a, vic- you're a victim of a bushfire, right? Yeah, of
0: course.
1: So my sister is 47 years old. Sorry, apologies, Katja. You're 48 years old. And Paul... Sorry.
0: You're actually 48. Sorry, guys.
1: (laughs) And her partner's 62 years old. The kids are 16 and and 10 years old.
0: The kids are 93 and (laughs) forty. No, the
1: kids... And and look, the fire happened just after Christmas, so... First of all, the kids lost everything. They lost all their belongings. They had two, you know, they had individual bedrooms. They had Christmas presents that, that yeah, they had been just given. Had
0: Christmas presents. They'd
1: been given money. They'd stashed it away, put it in their piggy bank. All of it, just to be burnt, and to have nothing and you know like as a as a as a 16 year old girl you have a lot of all those beauty products and uh, just you know nail polish and all that sort of stuff and that stuff gets just whipped away and you get you're left with nothing we did a little tour of um, my sister's house and you can't go through there because it's dangerous right it's it burnt at 500 something degrees so the fridge the fridge was melted um, obviously there was no roof on it. Um, everything had fallen to the, fallen to the ground. But
0: the fairy lights survived. It's so weird. The things that burn and things that don't.
1: Oh, it is quite amazing how there is a s- section that doesn't and a section that does.
0: It's weird. Yeah. And the nail polishes in the nail polish on the wall were still all in a row. Burnt. Yeah. It was weird.
1: Burnt. The toilet. Basically flat to the ground, or the rainwater tanks flat to the ground. Springs. They mm-hmm. had um, they, they had a couple of pet lambs in around the house. They they unfortunately perished. You know their house, like I said before, was pretty crazy. Where they had kangaroos and possums and koalas in the kitchens, basically lived in the house and getting nurtured. And you know, for example, my sister raised kangaroos from baby up and she'd hang like five or six baby joeys at the end of her bed and get up in the middle of the night and feed them and whatever else so Mm. they kept a lot of animals in the house and they lived with them what they had is a bucket load of baby ducklings and chickens right next to the house and there would have been flames bellowing out of this window and for some reason they survived just like literally one meter away from the house
0: but it's like it, their front of their house is like burnt to a crisp, right at the front door. Then a centimetre away is the grass, which is untouched. It doesn't make any sense. I
1: know, and, and these and these chickens and ducklings that survived in this in this um, aviary were right right outside a window yeah. of 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 their reptile room, yeah. where the reptile tanks and all the reptiles perished, unfortunately. Mm. Um, the reptile tanks melted to the ground And then the pinball the no, pinball machine Gumball machine Stayed erect Erect?
0: Stayed erect I love the listening to the words that you choose to use Yes
1: so Stayed alive? Well, it's not alive, is it? No But anyway, so it is really weird And uh, it's really weird to now see my family they, you come and give them a big hug and they don't, they're not even wearing their own clothes because all their clothes is donated. So, you know, you see my sister and she's got someone else's clothes on and you see my brother-in-law, he's got someone else's clothes on. He
0: always had someone else's clothes on though.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Including
0: he, your, your sister's undies most of the time. We just picked up undies whenever found uh,
1: them. To me, that's just normal. Now. You don't wear my undies. No, nah, not normal to me. Normal to hear that that's what he does and yeah. wear that sort of stuff because he's
0: – He doesn't care.
1: He doesn't care.
0: As long as he's got something on, he can go out and do his farming.
1: That's right. doesn't matter. And he went to choose some glasses because he, he's 62 now, he needs some glasses, oh. and he ended up choosing these lady bright, <laughs> bright purple lady glasses because, <laughs> A, his daughter said, you should choose them. And B, they were cheaper. And he goes, yeah, okay, no worries, I'll wear them. (laughs) It's got like some old
0: lady glasses. He
1: looks like Dame Edna.
0: Oh, my god! When he puts them on. And whilst he's farming, shearing the sheep.
1: I know, that's right. Uh. So so currently they are lucky enough to actually have a house to go to as a family or my father's got a a holiday house down the coast, down at Stokes Bay, and they're living in a tiny little three-bedroom home. Where they're basically gathering all their belongings, they've still got all their animals that they've that they've um, managed to rescue that that night. And basically, we've built temporary enclosures for five dogs and kangaroos and possums and that sort of stuff. And their bedroom's already pretty much full with baby emus and just oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's already got that um animal <laughs> lover smell to it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they're now to the point where they're having to deal with sorting out their lives.
1: Sorting out their, they've got to sort out their lives, but they've also got to still, because they have an active farm and all the fencing burnt. They've actually got to chase the cows and the sheep, and it's just a, it's just an uphill battle.
0: Did they ever find that emu that ran away?
1: An emu, it's interesting, actually, I uh, uh, ask that. There's um, two emus, or they've got lots of emus, but one, Paul's been nurturing back to health. They had burnt feet. Yes. And that's actually, there's a video of that on the GoFundMe page, which you can see where Paul's actually feeding the emu. And since the fire, so seven weeks on, the emu has decided not to eat by itself. So Paul's actually still got to feed it himself and it's actually quite an interesting watch how he actually does that.
0: Oh, did you put that video up? That's brilliant. We should yeah, put that
1: up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That video is up and it, you might be able to put a link to it. But um, oh, there, was an em, there was an emu that escaped from what, what I understand. National parks cut the, cut the wires and let the emu escape. And emus aren't native to Kangaroo Island and it ran away. It's like miles and miles away. And we got a phone call saying, or not me, but Paul got a phone call saying his emu is at one of the so-called neighbours' house, which is literally like 15 kilometres away. And we went out that day trying to find that emu, didn't we? Yeah. And we couldn't find it.
0: I was doing this. oom um, oom. Um, um,
1: yeah. Hoping and, I could,
0: and, it was like a mating call that would come running. I really believed that it would. It didn't. No.
1: No. So... <clears throat> Anyway, and that was like fifteen, maybe twenty k's away. But go figure. Six to eight weeks later, this emu came back home. Did it? Yeah, it's come back home.
0: <gasps> so fabulous.
1: Yeah, that was nice. A good story. It knows where its home is. It's like the chickens. It's like the chickens that I've got. They got out accidentally on the road. In this, oh I've got some in the um,
0: in the industrial can part I, of Kai. Promised talking about promising animals. So Kai promised the kids a cat. Then they wanted chickens. Kai goes, I'll get chickens at the back of my work. So Kai has a warehouse in an industrial area, like yeah. close to the city. So he's got these chickens that he just put in the backyard of this warehouse, like just flying around. They're not flying around. They're, they fly around.
1: They, they, they did.
0: Well, they're in a coop now. They are, but, but I put them just... in the
1: backyard <sighs> and they were the ultimate free-range chickens, but they got out of the backyard. And four, there's six of them And four of them, when I got to work one morning Were hiding under a tree But two the two white ones So there's four brown ones under the tree And two white ones, so the rebel ones They they went exploring up the road And basically when I opened the gate The four that were there They've gone, oh thank God you're home dad And they walked into their um, backyard And had a happy time And then I've gone, oh I freaked out Where the rest of the two Of the rest of the chickens, and they ended up, like, I ended up calling them from, like, 20, 30, 40 metres away up the road, and they've gone...
0: I thought someone brought them back. Are these your chickens, mate?
1: Yeah, they've yelled out, are these your chickens? And then they've come my way after I've done, like, the home calling for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know you. It was cool.
1: And they, it's the same with the emus, they know where home is.
0: Oh, that's Mm. quite cute.
1: That's quite cute. Uh, They're... You know, they're a bit annoying. chicken, a bit chicken-like now. They they were very, very cute when they were chicks.
0: Yeah, but now they grow up fast and now they're just... They...
1: I thought, I actually thought that they would lay, chick- uh, lay eggs. Lay, lay, lay eggs. Going <laughs> <laughs> okay, first, the chicken or the chicken? Yeah. I actually thought they'd lay eggs a lot quicker than what they could or have done. And literally, I've had them now for three months. And I think it's six little, months. Is that what we read? Yeah, that's what we read. And those little suckers still haven't laid an egg yet. And
0: I am... Oh, and I, I could am do that the whole time.
1: And I am really looking forward to that first egg. And I'm just wondering whether or not the first egg is going to be okay or not, because it'd be full of built protein up. <laughs> built up. Stuff.
0: Built up? What? Yeah. What goes on there? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm weirded out by that. Yeah. It's so weird, isn't it? Yep. But it's funny because like Kai's work has become this. Um, Place of I don't know, it's hodgepodge It makes me think often when we're in there going what, is, what are we doing with our lives So I used the space in the warehouse As a rehearsal space as well for my show And we'd be rehearsing And then you would hear this burp, 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 everything. <laughs> We're singing So we're singing songs like Retro Dick And Adelaide's Great And all these crazy songs And then we've got chickens in the background And surrounded by, you know, lubricants and oils I've gone, what, how did our life get to this point?
1: Mm, where would you rather be? At what point, Queensland? Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you'd have the same thing. You'd have chickens and oils and all that sort of stuff. Or would you rather have a kebab shop?
0: Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now that I'm, well, I'm sort of vegetarian. So,
1: yeah. Oh, like hi. I'm a vegetarian. Um, I'll eat the bacon and um, chicken. Thanks.
0: No. Actually,
1: yes. I bought a chicken today. Yeah, what, because the
0: cooked, kids wanted it.
1: Did you eat some of it?
0: Huh? Sorry, I think my headphones stopped working. So you
1: ate some of it. <laughs> Good well, veggie, you we, are. I
0: bought it for the kids, so, you know, then I don't want to waste it, so I'm going to eat some of it, which I did. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're the worst vegetarian I've I ever been. I'm very one. bad, but I try. We don't eat a lot of meat, you must admit.
1: I actually probably bring the average... Eating amount down by a lot Because I don't eat any
0: You don't But Skylar the other day said to my mum Who was looking after them She goes um, She was eating a taco And we usually have beans with tacos We don't have mince meat And mum had made mince meat And she goes Now what meat's this nana? Which animal does this come from? Uh, And she said it's a cow She goes Oh because I'm a vegetarian nana But I'll eat this one (laughs) she just kept eating it So I don't think Skylar's quite Got the idea of what a vegetarian
1: is. She's five years old. Yeah. You, on the other hand, get it. You know what vegetarianism is.
0: (laughs) You're (laughs) a vegetarianism.
1: I am, but I like your thinking, basically, don't waste it. So we've got that mincemeat. Kind of a Buddhist philosophy. So we've still got that mincemeat in the fridge that's been there for about a week. You should eat it. Don't waste it.
0: Damn, do is it know? wasted? We can't eat it now. It's been in there for a week. That's okay. I'm going to feed the cows to the chickens. Oh, that's gross. Do not feed those scraps to the chickens. You eat can't it? do that, can you? Yeah. Oh, that's foul. What of, now I should be, you should be worried about what kind of eggs you're going to be eating when those chickens lay.
1: Well, I haven't fed it to them yet. I was just going to run it past you. With that face, it's probably not a good idea to feed them. No. Nah. Beef.
0: Uh, No. Okay.
1: All right. So going back to kangaroo, just go back to Kangaroo Island quickly. Everyone always goes. What can I do? The best help that anyone can do, I think, at this point in time, if you've got spare money, is you can actually um, give money. Down the track, I think, if you are a tradie of some sort and you want to donate your time, I think you can donate your time. I think that's the sort of thing that you can give to Kangaroo Island or Um, anyone that's a bushfire victim.
0: And unfortunately, that is the boring stuff. And it is the stuff that people find they can't give or they don't know how to give. That's correct, and that's why we get like a thousand toothbrushes, sure. and a thousand you know baby wipes, and which is great that people want to donate that. But a lot of that stuff was actually sent back from Kangaroo Island was because it? it was too much, too it was much, too of much a, stuff. Yeah, and they've got nowhere to store it. This is the thing as well. Who's storing it? Where does it go? You know, that's kind of an issue as well. So.
1: Right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what happens in this sort of Um, situation is you end end up losing everything um, that you actually lose focus or an understanding of how you feel yourself. So they are actually quite good because they're still healthy and alive but they've got to restart their whole lives again at their, at their age. You know, they're forced into building a house. We chose mm. to build a house. And, and it's not just that. Like so many businesses are lost over there, so many shearing sheds and farms and, yeah. you know, like um, Paul's brothers, he lost all of his sheep. I know he had like 4,000 sheep and he ended up having to shoot uh, 3,000 or 2,000 of them because they bur- burned their feet and their and their face. So he was there shooting his livelihood, if you like. So, the mental state of these people is is pretty full on, and I, and I look at my my family directly, and I can't actually pick how they're how they're going, but I do reckon that it's quite a traumatic time for course, them, and and yeah. I think they need to get be given a bit of space to actually understand how they feel and then mm. in 6 months 12 months time that's when we really understand how they are psychologically that's or mentally. That's right. I
0: mean they've had a lot of people coming over. I think they want to help and support and they rock up and which is lovely but if you can imagine if you've been through anything in your life that's traumatic just pick pick something Imagine having a whole lot of people rock up at your house and we're here to help you. Like It's great, but wow, I just, I can't deal with that right now. I need to just sort it out. I need to process it. I need some time. Yeah. I can't entertain you with my problems. You know, it's, I think it's like that, but people kind of, they miss the point. They get hung up on the... The, I want to say the excitement of it all because it, it does create some kind of something's happening, we can help. And it's this adrenaline that people tend to have, don't but they? But
1: there was, there was like, um, you know, we're not there so we don't really know, but, you know, every day, like you said, um, my sister's day is taken up talking to people. So people oh. rock up because they know that the animals or their animals or the they're also looking after native animals where they're living, like the kangaroos and birds and, you know, echidnas and all that sort of stuff feeding them because all their um, vegetation's gone. Mm. So they're actually trying to feed the the animals there and water them and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But they'll get people rocking up with like, you know, a boot full of carrots yes. and, and you know, there was a couple of ladies that drove down 400 Ks from Wyala and came across to Kangaroo Island and had like, you know, a boot full of um, kangaroo pellets and a bag of carrots and some apples or something like that and my yeah. sister got stuck. I wouldn't say stuck, but she ended up talking to them for like three or four hours because they're so lovely, mm. and your day, her day That's is just gone. It's
0: exhausting, and telling your tale over and over and over again. Yeah,
1: and then you have to deal with all the insurances and. But yeah. these guys have got to not only build their house, they've also got to build, rebuild their wildlife park. And you where know, do you
0: start, and when does it end? You know, yeah. when it, when
1: a, when a house burns in a normal house fire, your house burns. In a but suburb
0: not, in a city in a yeah. suburb,
1: but not not your whole garden, not your not your whole fencing, not your whole everything that's around, so yeah, they've got a long road ahead and can i just can I just say one one other thing about donations and stuff like that? One of the big uproars at the moment is the donations going to all the big organizations, the corporate businesses like mm-hmm. the Red Cross and the You know, Salvos. I think Salvos have been pretty good, but you know, Finney's, CFS, and all that sort of stuff. People need to learn not to give to those massive organizations. They need to, in my opinion, when a crisis happens somewhere else, I'm actually going to pick a little family um, or something. Direct. A direct thing. Because. There would have to be, let's just put it this way. I reckon as a whole, there's about $500 million raised, Mm. if not more, maybe, what's that? Maybe a billion dollars raised in Australia for the bushfires. And that's across all these corporate organisations. Yeah. And do you know how much money my family or my sister and her family have seen from that? Nil. Nothing. Mm. Zero zilch. And I've actually rang a few of these organisations up and two of the things that they've got to do is, or one thing that they've got to do is go through a massive, massive application form to fill out on the internet and they've lost their internet and computers. they don't get internet there. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the government gives a little bit of money and I think they're eligible for like, I don't know, say say something like $70,000, which doesn't buy you anything. Mm. And then Vinnie's give or Salvo's give about $3,000, but some of these bigger organisations, they raise this much money. It should actually be, d- be divided for the amount of houses that are lost in Australia yeah. and be divided in amongst – take some admin fees out. Okay, you've got to like, actually manage that money mm. and then be divided in amongst them. But their excuse is, no, we've actually got to hold on to this money for the next crisis.
0: No. Well, this is the crisis This, this is right the now. crisis. People this is what will people give again been. if there's a crisis.
1: But you know. we've we've seen this we've seen this with Haiti. I remember that so strongly with Haiti. Mm. Everyone's going, oh, it's actually not going to the people of Haiti, <sighs> and it's not going to the people of Bushfire or, or people the of the tsunami victims as well. Tsunami, mm. all that sort of stuff. So I think we're hopefully going to learn out of this again if we don't forget for next time when there's a crisis that happens, give to the individual that will actually benefit from it, but also be very careful. Of that individual, whether or not that's a scam, or they're getting too much mm, as well. So you've got to be few really
0: scammers too. Yeah, yeah, be sure. really
1: careful. I think of who you give to, but um, be smart about it. Is what I'd say.
0: Yeah, that's right. And
1: probably don't. My only word of advice is don't actually give on a whim. I mean, in our situation, right? So I've noticed our donations go through the roof in the first two, um, two to three weeks. Mm. It was crazy. Now, now everything's settled down and we don't get any donations at all. Little drips and and drabs. And understand that. But what is interesting is now it's probably more important from a mental point of view and from a financial point of view to get more donations coming in.
0: Why is it more important from a mental point of view to have more donations coming in?
1: Because now is when the – I think the the mental state is what I was saying before – you're starting to realise all the damage that's happened and all that excitement of um, uh, of hurt and um, chaotic environment and money that's all come in or whatever else. Everything, Everything happened in those two weeks and now it's starting to become a bit like they've got to realise what the bushfire victims are now realising what they're up against. And now is when they need help is what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. now would be a perfect time where people dig in there. I'm not asking for, again, money, but I'm actually telling people that don't give money in a in a hurry or in haste. Think about what you're doing. Take some time.
0: But why does it matter if you give it now or later?
1: No, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. I'm just saying just don't be in a hurry. Everyone was going, oh, who can I give money to? Who can I give money to when the bushfires happened? And they didn't think about Really, who who they did give mm-hmm. to? I think you feel good at the time because it was advertised, mm-hmm. and now it's not advertised anymore.
0: No, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just want to rush to just give, yeah, without that's looking, right. researching it. Correct first, is what you mean.
1: Can I just can I also just say a special thanks to all those people who actually did get um, involved in doing their own fundraiser as such. That was amazing. So we've got a couple of friends, let's say their names, like Mark Stoyani who did a, a tango fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So he's just started his own little business doing tango lessons called Studio Tango. But he ended up raising $600 for our family. And mm. and same with Renee from Heart and Soul uh, Studios. They did a the raffle. Darts. And I forget, there was like a little girl in England who loves koalas. But she ended up raising $1,000 by selling cupcakes. And making friendship bands. Because she loved koalas so much. Yeah. And there was a, a girl who I only just met recently. She went off her own back. She picked three families out of the GoFundMe page. And we were in amongst that and she did a quiz night and she ended up raising $9,000. And that sort of stuff, that sort of Australian passion or whatever you want to call it, is absolutely amazing and it brings a tear to my heart. It is, like, so cool. So thanks, uh, thanks, Moni Burrell, as I know you, and Rob, her partner. So you guys done a brilliant job there.
0: A lot of good people helping, helping out about yeah. doing good things.
1: As bad as it has been, a lot of good things have come out of it. But also, can I just say... The bad in a lot of people has come out.
0: Ooh, mm.
1: as in. I've actually spent a lot of time asking companies and people for help.
0: Some people don't help, and yet. some
1: people haven't helped. It's and especially, especially, yeah. especially one company stands out directly, and I'm not going to mention their name. But one company that I've been using for my work for many, many years and they ring me up every second week to ask me whether or not they've got all my business. It's a courier company and they've got pretty much 90% of all my business and the only time I actually ask them for help, they turn around and said, sorry, sorry, we can't help. Mm -hmm. And I didn't actually ask for any like thing for free. I just wanted to see if they can do some sort of discounted rate or just Mm -hmm. help out for an extra hour here or something like that, only to get given nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's also like, just to mention, another unnamed supermarket who we asked to donate just some sausages for a sausage sizzle and some drinks and things like that. Not a lot for when the boys all went in and helped to, to do the shelving and the racking in this warehouse oh, sorry, we were already, we've already donated. We have boxes at the checkouts so people can put the money in. I'm like, well, you haven't. You've put a box there so your customers can put coins in it. Yeah, You know, like absolutely. how much does it cost them for like a couple of snags, like a few packets of snags and oh, some you know, if you're, cases of if you're, water or something? Like why? how can you even say no? Like it's just
1: – Big ups to the Brighton Butcher. I don't exactly know what their name is, um, but it's the Brian Butcher Butcher right, the Food Foodland. The, the food yeah. yeah, they're awesome. And uh, brilliant. And their food is amazing. Their meat is amazing. Great for vegetarians. They don't <laughs> get too much business out of meat, But, um, you know, what he did really well, he said he gets asked all the time for donations like bunnings, sausages. People want them donated for free and they're people that are doing raffles and meat trays and oh, all that sort of stuff. The old
0: meat tray. Can we but just you, explain? Do they do meat trays in any other country but Australia?
1: Um, I've never
0: seen a meat tray. Just in, in case if it's somewhere else, a meat tra- tray is when you you have like a quiz night or a raffle. You're out at the pub, at the bar, whatever, and someone comes around with a raffle ticket, and if your ticket wins, you could win a tray full of meat, <laughs> cold meats, right?
1: Right. It's usually it. got like a couple of chickens, some porterhouse steaks on it. A-
0: some sausages. sausages And parsley Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely so the parsley
0: There's always parsley in the middle With Absolutely. a little bit of butter Yeah that's yeah. basically what it is So it's quite common
1: But anyway So this guy gets asked all the time for donations and must be a pain in the ass So that's what this unnamed supermarket probably did Has gone Okay well we don't want to deal with any of that No But what he did He was amazing He listened to my story And he goes Sometimes I give And sometimes I don't It depends on the story And depends if it comes from the heart or not and he gave us you know equivalent of i don't a hundred dollars worth of snags and um whatever and it was amazing yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a lot but you know i really appreciate i really appreciated that from that particular butcher and then, that's what i mean there's a lot of good stories that are coming out of it
0: yeah he's, that's not, right. he's, a,
1: he's just one that stood out
0: the compassion of people that's correct it does sh- it does shine in times of of need and of um of disaster and it is quite a travesty really what's the whole what's happened and Ah, yeah, let's hope that they can they can rebuild things. Um thanks to the help they're getting with from everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So do I. Big kisses out to them. Yeah. Big kisses to anyone that's been affected by the fires or in this ooh. Um or in this case the coronavirus or anyone that's been affected by any sort of traumatic scenarios. Like just I want to give you a big hug.
0: Oh, Kai you're sweet. You're a good hugger. Do you think? Yeah, not bad. Bit stiff. Must be the German thing, but still pretty good.
1: Bit <laughs> stiff. Yeah, come and give me a hug. My name's Frankenstein. <laughs> you're, you're all good. But they're having... solid, solid
0: hugs. Solid hugs. Yeah. Hey, do you want to do the, the uh, G-spot? Yep. It's the G-spot. Right, you ready? Question one. Oh, It's got nothing to do with bushfires. Really? No.
1: I thought I was actually going to ask you G-spots G questions.
0: Why don't we ask each other one each?
1: Okay, you go first because I can't remember what the actual segment means.
0: Guilty or not guilty, oh. doing things.
1: All right, so question number one. Have you ever felt guilty by not spending enough time with me or the
0: family? Mm. No, I spend too much time with you. The really? Oh, you know, so serious tonight, Kai. Oh my God, he's looking at me like Tamara. I'm asking you seriously, and you're not responding.
1: It's been a very serious um, two to Sorry, three months. I think,
0: yeah. know I think you're in a very serious mood right now, which is fair enough. We've just been talking bushfires. Um, but to answer your question, I try and feel less guilty, which I'm getting better at. Hmm. So I think I spend. A decent amount of time with my family Probably not enough time with you But that's something Takes two to tango So that's up to both of us To make that happen um, So not guilty so much No Do you think that um, I should be feeling guilty? Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Should be feeling very No of course not no. I think there's a, definitely A tango action going on We dance a lot
0: oh, We should do dancing lessons Yeah Maybe we should do tango Okay ready for your question? No Yes your question is: Have you ever flirted with someone on an aeroplane?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, if okay, so for those of you who know me, I am a good-looking bloke. I'm a bit of a—I'd um, well, probably call myself a studly-looking man. For anyone that doesn't know me and sees me for the first time, they think exactly the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <as> good-
0: <laughs> So you mean pretty much everybody.
1: <laughs> really much. So what that means is because I'm so good looking and amazing, um, people want to flirt with me. So I don't actually flirt with people. They flirt with me.
0: So you're okay. But you don't like oppose the flirting though, do you? Like you let them like rest their head on your, on your shoulder and sleep on your shoulder on a plane. What if a guy did that to me on a plane?
1: Hang on. Okay, hang on. I don't have a problem with that. I oh. Don't have a I don't.
0: If I, what if I lent my head on a guy's shoulder on a plane? That's fine. Is that's it? That's okay. Yeah. Are you all right with that?
1: Yeah. Are you... Are you? Are Can you, I do that? <laughs> are you touching his thigh? No. Oh, that's right. No, you are. Because when you had turbulence that time... Shut up. He there was, was a was tiny a, little
0: Indian man. There was an Indian I needed, man. And I, that was out of pure fear. And that was gra- not a sexy grab. His,
1: and you grabbed his thigh.
0: Kai, it was his hand... His forearm. Oh, I hope it was his forearm. (laughs) And I was scared. And I think I probably dug my nails in a little bit too hard. You know. So poor poor guy.
1: Yeah, did that make me jealous? Yes, it did. But that's okay.
0: God, it did not make you jealous. Look,
1: this—I can't help it when really, really attractive girls—and I I won't say—I won't say um, ladies, because they're generally young girls. You know. 22, 22, 23 years old.
0: I can't say ladies. Okay. What does that even mean? Okay, sorry. Oh, my God. Don't go re- down that just, rabbit hole. Okay.
1: All right. Let's just um, take that part out. I can't help it when lovely ladies want to actually flirt with me. They, they are having- No,
0: you can't they, help that, honey. I can't help that.
1: No. And, I, and I actually quite enjoy that. You know why? Why? Because it oh, I like it. makes you feel good. Yes. That's
0: okay. You're allowed, honey. Yep. But what about you? Do, you? do you flirt back? Just out of interest. You can say yes. Yes. <gasps> oh, that was so quick. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah. I mean, what's your version of flirting though, right? I reckon it's different. I reckon having a joke – well, what is – actually, no, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What's your version of you flirting with someone? Oh, it's like having a joke. Shut up. No, what is it?
1: <laughs> Look, I think I think a little bit of touch is okay. Touch? Yeah.
0: Hang on. Yeah, a what bit do you of mean? Touch. What do you mean? A bit of touch? Like a
1: brush? Like a brush? And like it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me? And then you, you know, you use your arm to pat the shoulder.
0: <gasps> Are you serious?
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's that's okay. That's, that's acceptable, I think. That's acceptable. for This is interesting because
0: I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah. Is this with people you don't know? Like you've just and, met, like and, on a plane?
1: With... Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. I think that. Like the shoulder... how?
0: How do you do that on a plane to someone? You have to really do that on purpose yeah. to touch them. Yeah,
1: you got to go like this.
0: Like a- awkwardly movie. on the side. Yeah,
1: and then if that doesn't. <laughs> but, if, but if that's but that's a, but if that's too awkward, and in my case, sometimes it is, especially on a plane because I'm such a big, long, lanky unit. So then, what do you do? Then you brush their leg, and you go. You brush the leg. Yeah, that's okay. You like pat them.
0: You patted her leg.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: You patted her. Did she pat your leg? I can't remember. Oh, you remember? Look at those lying, fibbing eyes.
1: <laughs> Fibbing guys, Yeah. They're fibrillating. I not believe
0: you touched the leg. A little bit. It's okay. What do you mean? Oh my matter. god. Oh, okay. okay. I am me... not feeling bad at all about anything ever because Kai, my idea of flirting is mm. just talking to the opposite sex and trying to impress them with my jokes. And oh. if they laugh and I smile oh, yeah, and that then goes, flick that's, my hair, but that's then okay. that's the extent. There's no touching. But now I know there's touching allowed. Well, I didn't realize
1: well, you want to start touching yep, men?
0: Yep, You can. Okay. That's fine. Where?
1: Thighs. Just thighs. Not in the thigh.
0: Not in a thigh?
1: Oh, I think there has to, be a, has to be an exclusion zone. Well, can
0: we make some boundaries? I'll Actually, show you boundaries. You know, I'm I'll sure the other boundaries. person will give us boundaries.
1: But... Okay, no, no, no. I'll tell you what. I'll make the boundaries that you can't go to. I'll show you later tonight. Very funny. Uh-huh. Okay,
0: funny, honey. Well, this is <laughs> new good. information that I'm going to take away right, with me. Okay, okay. Anyway, okay. That was a good question. Right.
1: Okay, that was a very good question. I've got one for you. All right. Do you think that killing plants <laughs> is good?
0: What is that question?
1: Like not watering them, and
0: it's not my job, Kai, to water those plants. It's your job.
1: Which ones? Which the are ones you talking you about? The ones you've bought. In what the, do you mean? The the, 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 the okay, bad question.
0: Bad question.
1: You never water any plants. I kill
0: every plant, yeah. even if I try and water it. I overwater it. Look at this one right next to me. Terrible. What's wrong with me? I've watered it. Have I overwatered it?
1: I don't know. Is it in it the wrong look spot? Look well, a plant that basically is sitting behind a wall that doesn't get any sun. I'm not I'm not a smart man, nor am I a scientist, but I reckon a sun <laughs> a needs a, li- a sun... <laughs> A horticulturalist or whatever else A
0: botanist, I think you'll find
1: Oh my god, if you study science If you study plants, you're a botanist But if you study science, you know there's a thing called photosynthesis
0: I think most people know what photosynthesis is I just don't like to apply it in my everyday life
1: (laughs) Okay, put the fucking plant outside for a little bit It might get a little bit of sun, it might be alive
0: Poor little plant, I'm going to put him there I think, yeah All right. that's a good question That's a terrible question you know what? Let's, let's wrap this sucker up.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, and um, and and again, gofundme.com if you wanna if you wanna donate. Uh,
1: That's uh, lovely. Search, search Paul's place. Paul's place. Yep, but also do your own research too.
0: Good advice, Kai. Thanks, honey,
1: for having me on your podcast.
0: I mean, I'm not having you. This is our new format.
1: Oh, it's us.
0: Yeah. Oh, did, is that why you talk so much?
1: What do you mean? I thought you're interviewing me.
0: No. Oh. What do you mean? No, it's just us talking.
1: I actually want to sing a song to finish off your podcast every okay. every Go. podcast all that right. we do.
0: Is that the one you want?
1: No, I'm going to show you the one I want. Go. It goes something like this. I've got a song that'll get on your nerves. Get on your nerves. Get on your nerves. I've got a song that'll get on your nerves. Get on your nerves. Get on your nerves. I've got a Lucky song that'll get out on out your button. nerves. It's all I can get say. Get on your nerves. Get on your nerves. I've got a song that'll get on your nerves. I'm hey, sorry, nerves. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Guilty. The guilt trip.